Yo, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Newbie. I'm your host Jibril Taimi, and this is episode 103, and we're doing the first film in our Korean New Wave theme. Let's go. Yeah, and yeah. So as usual, we've got the two guys over here. How about you say hello, Raph? I don't think you got the memo about the beanies. Oh shit! Oh no! Yeah, Ollie's you guys not are wearing, wearing a beanie. Really cool beanies. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that memo. Next time. All right. It's his theme, so no beanies. Yeah. For the one who. For the one who themes. Who <laughs> the one who themes? <laughs> but anyways, uh, you you've heard Raph. How do you say hello, <laughs> Ollie? You always hear me. I was I was sitting here trying to think if I know what the Korean term is for hello. Has anyone seen um shit, I had that? a lot of Korean friends in high school, so Oh cool. What was that? And then um, Shibai. 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 Well that was a lot in this film that we watched today. <laughs> Shibai. Yeah. Um but uh anyways, Anyong. 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 Yeah, what's that from? it's from yeah, it's Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Anyong. Yeah. Anyong. Um, anyways, we're doing Memories of Murder today, but I'm not going to talk about it. Ollie's going to talk about it right now. He's going to give you the lowdown. Um, and yeah, take it away, my guy. Yeah, so um, Memories of Murder, directed by Bong Joon-ho. You might have heard of him. He's won a few Oscars. This is his second feature film after his debut, Barking Dogs Never Bite. It came out in 2003. It is a crime thriller, although I think it crosses many different genres. It stars Song Kang-ho, who you might also recognize from Parasite or pretty much every major Korean film that's ever come out, and a bunch of other wonderful actors. Um, It's kind of loosely inspired by a series of, well, I think the first ever serial killer case um, in in South Korea that was happening in the 1980s. It's about two detectives, one who's a local and one who's from Seoul, who tried to solve a series of murders of young women in i guess like a a small town like a a mining town or a, or a rural province in south korea in the late 80s um it's an extraordinary film uh it kind of announced bong joon ho as a director to watch i think quentin tarantino interestingly was a big um was a big part of him getting his films distributed um internationally and getting his name out there he was um I know that the reason that a lot of his films back in the 2000s were released in America on DVD was because Quentin Tarantino was such a big fan. He actually named Memories of Murder as one of his top 25 films to come out since 1992 or something like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, this is obviously a film that comes with many different um, plaudits. Um, And yeah, it's just a fascinating piece of work. It's a procedural unlike any other. um, Really dives into the, I guess... Well, not just this, uh, what was a cold case at the time, we can get into that later, because it has since been solved, but also what was going on in South Korea at this particular time, which I didn't know a lot about before I watched this film, but it completely floored me when I first saw it a few years ago, and so I knew that I wanted to talk about it on this theme. Um, but I'll give my initial thoughts on the film a little bit later, but first I'd love to hear what you guys thought of Memories of Murder. Um, Jabril, let's go with you first. Yeah, so. Um... Honestly, I've just been super excited with the fact that we're doing this theme. I like. I think it wasn't just for me, but for all three of us, we really enjoyed doing um, Asian films, like our Southeast Asian Gems theme that we've done. Um, Ollie, I mean, you've brought up Infernal Affairs and uh, 
in the mood for love in the mood for love i always get that one wrong but yeah in the mood for love um so i definitely know your appreciation for um eastern films or asian that was films. and that was your theme right hong yeah, that, kong right yeah that, that was, was hong- no no it wasn't hong kong uh, it was southeast um, asian gem was infernal affairs and uh, in a movie no, 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 wasn't infernal it affairs go- was a gangster film yes that's right mm. um then we did the raid ilo ilo and uncle boomy recalls his past lives that was southeast asian and that's then right. we did in the mood for love for um heart heartbreak theme? oh this was um, for my um uh it was like we did the squid and the whale we did yes. in the mood for love effed up families fucked up families yeah yeah so um i was just super excited for this theme so when i watched memories of murder um i was like this is definitely going to be one to watch especially because i've watched parasite oh yeah we did shoplifters as well that's the japanese yeah film. Yeah, yeah sorry yeah. sorry um but yeah so this had vibes shoplifter vibes but what i i think one of the main things that really stood out to me was the the ensemble shot so like there was a lot of uh shots in this film where there were multiple people within it and they're talking it's not like a cut where it's like one person speaking and the other person speaking one person speaking the other person speaking it was you know you see like a group of people interacting and it just seemed very realistic in like how something would Fold. unfold in real life, you know? So uh, I really loved that. It was also really nice to see, what's his name? Uh, the, the main actor from Parasite. Uh, Kang Song Kang-ho. Yeah, so Song Kang-ho, to see him younger um, in a role that was... Well, I, I, I like know. that he's yeah. playing like a buffoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and that, that's like a really, that's one of the USPs of this film is that it's, it's sort of it's a really dark and grisly murder mystery, or yeah. crime procedural. Yeah. But it's told from the perspective of a police force that is largely inept. Yes. Yeah. And who don't corrupt. have the resources or the training or the yeah. know how to actually solve this crime. Yeah. Which I think is a really interesting 100%. approach. So like as someone who is a former police officer, someone who is half Asian, you know, there's a lot of things that I um connected to within this film. And uh, yeah, I just, I just honestly, it was such a enjoyable film to watch. Obviously, I do have a bit of a like armchair kind of moment, uh, but I yeah. guess we can nice. get to we'll it there. We'll dig in. It's also very nitpicky, but um, yeah, I don't want to reveal too much right now. Um, rough. Yeah, I mean, I, I had never seen this film before. It was on my radar. It had been on my radar for a long time. Um, I'm a massive fan of Bong Joon-ho. I've seen all of his films apart from his two features, which this was, you know, kind of his, the OG masterpiece, the OG Bong Joon-ho masterpiece, yeah. right? Um, the one that kind of established him as a household name, not just in Korea, but internationally. Um, and I think every other film that he's done since has been, you know, um, previewed at the Cannes Festival and has been received at critical acclaim. And it also established his collaboration with uh, Song Kang-ho uh, as kind of like the ultimate partner up, the, you know, the kind of partner up that you'd see with Martin Scorsese or Rob De Niro, Martin Scorsese and Leo or mm. Steve Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Sorry, side note. Has anyone seen the video of Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio with Scorsese? Of course. Yeah, and they're like, "I'm his actor." Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, it's me. Uh, sorry, that was so. Funny. <laughs> but that's, but that's, but that's, <laughs> this, that's kind of what it is. This is like this incredible collaboration, and they went on to make some incredible films uh, together. And I think Sun Kang Ho is such a, 
a an incredibly immersed um, character actor. He is incredible in this film. I I was baffled by his performance. I thought it was worthy of any performances of that time and since. It, it, and 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 the story itself gave me Cohen vibes. Very um, yes, very yep. Cohen esque. Yes, where yep. they 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 kind of it, it's it's multi genre. It, it mixes uh, different yep. genres. And it also taps into something really rich, which is the dark humor, mm-hmm. because it, it it has something real and 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 tangible, um, but it also does not escape from the fact that, like, yes, these are kind of buffoons, or these are and kind of a lot of, of absurdity. There's a lot of absurdity. The yeah. process of trying to catch a serial killer, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the first, let's say, half of this film does play on that kind of dark humor, uh, that play on the black comedy. Um, which is it's so it it makes the approach to the film so much more digestible. Like right. Where if it was just dark because it is a dark theme, it is a dark subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about rape and uh, murder um, of of mostly younger women as well. So to balance that with humor is incre- is an incredible feat and very audacious. Well, it's kind of brave. Yeah, it's a brave move. Yeah, that I think not yeah, a lot of filmmakers would feel. Yeah. Well, courageous enough to try and do. Yeah, and also not just only courageous, but can do. Yeah. It's such a fine line to do that well. Because it's also, you could say it is like, I guess it's before this whole incel culture that has come out in the last like few years, but there, there's also a bit of commentary on that, you know, like of men who can't um, speak to women or like this whole kind of gender. Um, I don't know. It's like, uh, admiring from afar, and then it turns into something. Especially with uh the 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 main the the first sub- suspect, yeah, in the yeah, film, yeah. and yeah. the last suspect as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I what I wanted to say was, uh, straight off the bat, this reminded me of uh Fargo and Three Billboards, and so yeah. I would love to see Francis McDormand act under uh, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, Bong Joon-ho. Well, yeah. he's, 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 he's revealing, uh, he revealed his, his next movie, uh, Mickey 17. With, Is she uh, in it? No, but uh, it's, it's uh, Robin Pattinson. And it's oh, a, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. sci-fi film. It's a sci-fi it? film, yeah. yeah, yeah. Robin Pattinson is on his... Oh, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's on a roll. He, yeah. he, he's got any pick of projects at yeah. the moment. He's I mean, at that level. Yeah. He's, um, he's but, a, he, yeah. Anyways. but yeah, yeah, sorry, were you going to say more? No, I was just going to say, to conclude my point, I mean, like, I think I witnessed a masterpiece Mm -hmm. this was something i was so galvanized by that i just think that this to 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 start like this um for a start like this for a director only means that this is someone that is um a master i was i i I knew that he was a master but i but now watching this film i was like oh my god like he started so strong yeah incredibly strong and to have collaborators such as sang kang ho or Kim Sang uh, Kyun or Roha Kim, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering these names, but yeah, this is a master at his at the peak of his powers. Yeah, absolutely. I think for someone to come out the gate on only their second film with something like this is pretty astonishing. And yeah. before we go to categories, I'll just wanted to add a few more comments on my own, just because it's such a great film. Um, I, I think this is kind of like Zodiac before Zodiac. Yes. So for those of you who've watched Zodiac, that's one of my favorite films. David Fincher, he came up in our last, in the bonus episode we just recorded. 
And um, that's one of my favorite films of all time. Similarly, it's about a real-life murder case that was never solved. Um, and Years later, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, in this case, it was solved uh, only a few years ago. 2019. Um, but what I love about this film is that it's sneakily very political. And that's something you might not get on the first viewing. So I'd love to dive into that a little bit later. Yeah. Yes. But- and I, I want to add in as... Um, Bong Joon-ho is quite famous for delving into socio-economic uh, um, concepts in his films, and you can immediately see that as well. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, he paints a socio-economic landscape to his films. Exactly. Very nuanced, very, very And if subtle. you weren't aware of what was going on in South Korea in the late 80s, you may not pick up on would some not of know. things about the student yeah. protests, about the autocracy, about the fact that there are no not many police it's, around because they're all out there quelling civilian protests yeah, instead it's, of it's definitely not serial what killer. you think korea is nowadays as this like ultra modern well, this is far place. removed yeah this yeah. is when korea was still a like very low on the economic totem pole it's a yeah. very small country didn't have the kind of outstanding I reputation mean, it has back, now if this was what 83 that this is set in it would have been 20 years after the korean war yeah, it was. I think or it was in the like late that? 80s. Yeah, yeah oh, I think so, the Korean War was in the 50s, but yeah. 50s. 50s. Oh, okay, yeah. so 30 years after. So it's like a country that has maybe just stabilized into something that can kick off into the future. But yeah, it was. It was for me. It was such an interesting way to see Korea because the Korea that you see now with like K-pop or or even if someone who if you've seen um a TV show uh, Pachinko. Yeah, you you get to see a little bit of Korea before and after this time. So, so uh, yeah, it's just an interesting snapshot. But shall we move to? Yes, let's do it. So, um, I'm gonna hand over to Raphael first to give us his favorite scene from Memories of Murder. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite scene occurs quite early on in the film, uh, and it's the first um body that they find in uh the in, in kind of this field. Um, of course, and like a culvert. Of course. Yeah, Wait, are you talking course. about the very first opening the very, scene? The opening no, not the, not, oh. not the, sorry, not the opening oh, scene. Sorry, it's the second, second body sorry, it's the find. second body they find. Okay, okay. And it's a one-shot take okay. of, of the you whole... You love your wonners. I love yeah. my wonners. Well, see, because I, I thought the first scene reminded me a lot of Boy... Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah. This is this is Raph. I'm not gonna choose yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, the the whole uh, dialogue between him and the and the, and the boy. Yeah. I mean, again, a great scene, but I think yeah. for, you know, as I, I'm a fan of the Wonners, and I knew Bong Joon-ho was going to put a Wonner somewhere in there, and it happened to be in the first, like, 25 minutes of the film, and it's the second body they discover, and it's chaos. It's it's frantic. It's disarray. Every, like, the reporters are in already. People are, like, smudging in the crime scene, and then there's people, like, falling down from that little hill. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you see, and you and it's all led through um, Song Kang-ho or Detective Park Duman. Um, who like shouts at everyone and says like get out the crime? But he runs over the uh, evidence himself. Yeah, like, he, he does. He helps does. to destroy the footprints Ex- that are there. Exactly. So it's like it's all this chaotic mess of a scene, and that describes the ineptitude of of this whole police task force. Uh, but it's and it's all just beautifully shot through that perspective. And it's uh, I believe it's a a five minute, maybe six minute one take uh, of this whole uh, kind of playground that's happening and that's unfolding. Um, all to do with a very serious matter. Uh, yeah. The second body they find yeah. on this, so it's it's basically presenting the fact that like we could have a serial killer on our midst, and yet it's just buffoonery. It's a clown show. And it's and what I love about that is the 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 lead character, Detective Park. At this point, yet like you said, he is a buffoon, but also he's 
almost grotesquely kind of excited by the opportunities because yes. he's inspired. He was inspired to become a detective because of the TV shows he watches. And so he thinks this could be my opportunity to demonstrate my brilliance, to really show people that I can be a real detective. And yet we're talking about two murdered women and we're talking about a police force that have no resources or ability to actually or have no idea what they're doing. And again, I, I think one of the, one of the, it, it, it paints not just the, the seriousness of the scene, but also the humor of it, because you're, you're seeing just kind of the stupidity that surrounds this, this task force and this crime scene. And again, like the, the wall of people that are like kind of sat ben, uh, above the crime scene that are like trickling down. Some are falling down because they're trying to get to the crime scene. So you see like almost looks realistic how they fall. Cause you're like, did they actually fall or like, did they know about I think they probably did? Yeah. Right. That's yeah, the thing sure. is that the for brilliance sure. like that was captured in that is like real time kind of maybe like small accidents that were just like, let's just keep rolling. And yeah. And it's a one or so that has to, and, it, it, and the performances are all on, on point in, in this scene. And, and yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite scenes and it really kicks off the whole narrative of, of the piece. Nice. Jabril. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to avoid saying the names of the characters because I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do it. You're not Korean. Yeah, uh, so everyone remembers the, the, the first suspect, the, the son of the restaurant owner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, my favorite scene. The kind was of mentally the, challenged Yeah, uh, the one who was mentally yeah. challenged. If you were that, divergent. Yeah. yeah, so I really like the scene where I think they were in a restaurant or the pub that that suspect's dad owned. Yeah, the meat, uh, yes. the sort yeah. of, the, the, come on, what's called, barbecue. have like a little grill. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Korean barbecue kind of place. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, essentially. Um, And they were looking for suspect number one and they're like, where is where is he? Where is he? Um, And they kept on asking his dad and he's like, oh, I don't know, he was around, like he's probably sleeping somewhere and then they're all having dinner and all of a sudden this guy just like falls out of like a cupboard on the side and he's like, oh, they're always fucking sleep. He's always sleeping in some random ass place. <laughs> yeah. But I just really liked that scene because it showed a lot of the comedic moments within the 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 film rather than all the, the dark moments. And I think it was scenes like that. It wasn't really specifically that scene that I really enjoyed, but it was scenes similar to that. So like my uh, favorite like special shout out, which uh, we all love to do on this segment. Hey, yeah. um, but like it was these comedic moments like the the flying bullet kick that um oh my <laughs> song, god song kang ho does like throughout the film and it it was like literally like john cena you know like <laughs> yeah, i'm amazed like, that we've made it this far without mentioning all of the drop kicks that yeah, happened in this movie like, it, but it, but that first one was that first one was i was like that was a real incredible like, i don't and i don't think there was any like mat or landing no, pad no I no mean, like, laid I down for him, him to fall on i saw him fall and i was like damn and he took it like he that. That other actor yeah. took that kick. Yeah, they and they just it. kept yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the real stuff right there. I'm, guys. I'm wondering if you would do that if a director asked you to, Raph. But and that's the thing. I don't know if Bong Joon Ho went like, "Yo, you're gonna summer slam this kid." Like, yeah. I'm like, no. I'm pretty sure the actor just went like, "You, you," and like just yeah. went for it. And then Bong Joon was like, yeah. oh, "Keep rolling, keep rolling." <laughs> <laughs> like, I would not be surprised because yeah. I'm like, you, unless that's fucking choreographed to the T, where like the guy's receiving the kick in a special way that limits the force of the kick. I'm like, there's no way. That actor probably never had it coming. He was just like, I'm in a Maybe scene. they're trained for stage fighting. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But anyway. But it looks real as shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was going to say is, is that 
usually when it's a film of like okay so yeah so uh what i wanted to say was is like usually when it's kind of like a murder mystery kind of film a bit of a thriller kind of feeling the moments of breath let's say like where you can take a breath and like slowly feel the what's going on isn't usually contrasted with something comedic it's usually just a less stressful situation and i think that's where my hate for thriller and horror and things like that comes from but with this film specifically it's like all the moments of breath comes with comedic moments and it allows you to take in the dark moments pretty well and contrast it with happy moments you know so there are the scenes where he's with the um sex worker slash nurse i think that's Um, actually his girlfriend or is it his Uh, girlfriend yeah i i think so i i I thought perhaps she might be a sex worker too but i've seen it in reviews and stuff and oh okay that she was actually his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Because he was—he made comments where he's like, "The whole town knows girlfriend you." Girlfriend and, and yeah. sex worker. I think yeah. she was, I mean, she yeah, was could traveling, uh, giving flu shots. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, it was like moments of like lightheartedness in those like tender moments of comedy and um, humanity. I mean, yeah, humanity. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So there that's what made me want to watch this film, um, and go the whole way because everyone knows, at least listeners of this podcast, the. The consistent ones know that I don't like long films. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this film seemed pretty short. And I watched this on the Channel 4 app. And if anybody watches that, Me you too. get ads. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure oh, do. Oh, so you, were, you guys watched this with ads. How was yeah. that? Disgusting. I mean, it, it definitely, like, you know. But also nostalgic in a weird way. Yeah, weird, weird, weirdly. It felt like we, I was watching a... Uh, like HBO like back Star in Singapore. Hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hub, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, fair enough. But um, yeah, it was it was I couldn't find anywhere to be honest on the on, yeah on the yeah I, I knew that four, Channel Four was the only place to watch. But yeah. I was gonna say like what you are describing and you know correct me if I'm wrong uh, here, Ollie, but that, I feel like that's Bong Joon Ho's master stroke is the tonal shifts. You I can, think so? He can go from like doing something completely absurd and 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 humorous to something very very serious and like dr- dramatic. Yeah, like you know when we go towards more of the the latter half of the film you're getting like a total tone shift when they suddenly feel like they've caught the guy or yeah. this is the guy it becomes drama well, i think that's, oh, a, yeah, yeah. that's a really great decision because it it shows the price or the emotional toll that this investigation takes on our lead characters because where they are at the beginning of the film and then where they are at the end of the film absolutely they're like completely different people they lose, yeah. they and lose. that's because they're what they they don't show them as like these dark gritty noir heroes at the first they're just bumbling people like yeah. the ones we recognize who are incredibly fallible and then by the end what they've seen and what they've experienced i think it kills off a part of the moment and i guess yeah. the only one that it has true kind of um i guess in- i won't say as, as far as intelligence but maybe true um credibility towards this case is the the one who gets invited from, from yeah, Seoul. Uh, yeah. Well, he volunteers yeah he volunteers yeah. as well uh kim kim sang kyun um who who gives off like you know real evidence, real facts, and real uh, intelligence towards the the case that yeah. obviously challenges uh, Song Kang Ho's character. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll give my scene now. I was pretty certain someone else was going to choose the 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 chase sequence, the foot chase. Very good. Very um. Good. But I'm not going to pick that. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to it because that's an incredible scene. That's a classic Ollie movie. Yeah, very. Yeah, I know. I know. You know me. I always come in with three different options. Well, I have four. So no. I, well, I didn't spend any time on that, so I'm just going to rush right into the, my actual favorite scene, which is the uh, I think the final the final scene, the yeah. ending, 
Oh. I think it's one of my one, um, of, one of my one of the, one of the most endings. memorable like, epilogues or codas to a film in recent memory. Um, just to paint the scene for the listeners, it's almost like a retread of the opening scene. Indeed, so you cut to the present day. It's two thousand three. Our lead character is no longer a detective. He's now working as like a a juice extractor salesman yeah. or something like that. It's the pursuit of happiness now. Yeah, and he's on, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. and he's on like a sales call out in the that rural province. And he goes to check out that culvert where he discovered the first body or where he saw the first victim at the beginning of the film. And then a, a young girl comes up behind him and says that, you know, it's funny, someone just like you was was here looking under that culvert um, recently. And they said that they were, you know, they in, she intimated this person might have been the killer. Yeah. And then you see the lead character, very shaken, break the fourth wall and turn to the camera. And I think the significance of that is really, you have to take into consideration the context of when this film came out. That serial killer case hadn't been solved at that point when it came out in 2003. And I think director Bong Joon-ho wanted the audience to be watching that in the cinema, people from South Korea who are familiar with this, this um, string of murders. And that he wanted the um, character to be looking out to the audience and hopefully seeing the killer. Because the the, the oh, young girl says the, the young girl Ooh. says the killer. He's like, what did the the person look like? And she said, he just looked like any person. He looked ordinary, right? And so it's the idea that there could be in that cinema theater or at home watching a person who's responsible for those murders. Wow! And that's the director trying to reach out to the killer. It turned out they they found out who killed the who was behind those um, murders a few years ago. And it turns out this person killed a lot more people than initially suspected as well. And had also seen Memories of Murder. It came up in his trial. Wow. And unfortunately, typical sociopath response. They asked him, what did you feel like when you saw the movie? And he was like, I didn't really feel anything. It was just like another movie to me. But this is because we're talking Damn. about someone here who's killed yeah. over a Damn. dozen people. But anyway, I just love that. I love the, the metatextual yeah. element of yeah. what he was yeah. trying to. He was in dialogue with the audience and with the culture at the time. And I think it's a really powerful ending. Again, a master at the peak of its fucking height, you know, like someone that knows his audience, someone that knows why he's making movies, someone that is trying to reshape cinema for the benefit of the audience member. Yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, should we head to favorite performance? Um, I mean, as often as the case, I think we probably are all think- thinking of the same person. But... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, 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 I've alluded to it. Uh, I think when I was giving my initial thoughts, but I thought this ugh, fucking Song Kang Ho, man, he completely embodies this detective. And like, yes, I think he falls into a, a trope of 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 this kind of character with Bong Joon Ho's films. This kind of quirky, maybe not really like a do gooder, or doesn't really know like, how, like dirty. morally bankrupt, morally bankrupt, yeah. but I mean, also like quite lovable, like, quite, quite affable. Because he's got such a teddy bear appearance. Yes. Yeah, actor as and well. all, but, and also uh, uh, redeems himself throughout the film. So he I mean, starts yeah. off as someone. whenever I watch, like at least from this the films that I've seen him in, he's always kind of like gross, not gross, but like Ew. Sure. yeah, yeah, like a bit yeah. of a slob. I get a bit that. Of a slob. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. of a slob. And someone that you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, like, yeah. you're like, oh, Another this guy. You know, that, that's kind yeah. of the, you know, sometimes, and I would love to hear your perspective on this as an actor, Raph. But so he's not what we would call conventionally handsome, right? This actor. Sure, he's sure. not got matinee looks. He's not Brad Pitt, let's say, or, or you know, um, the Korean equivalent of Brad, of Pitt, Brad Pitt, like yeah. like one of the BTS guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, but I think that gives you freedom in a way to explore 
different to to touch different depths. Yeah, I suppose, and to because, enter to enter the character realm. Right, right exactly. Character like, see, he's a character actor who's who's allowed to sort of anchor films on his own, and he does such a good job here. And to have and to have a director that fully trusts. Um, that is, it, in is a this character. the first time they've worked together? Yeah, this is their first okay. collaboration. Yeah, um, and they've done a few films together since then. Since, yeah. and I think that it it shows right that the Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho probably himself was like, Jesus Christ, like this this guy's this guy's yeah. a talent and a half. Nailed yeah. it, right? Nailed it. Nailed You're going to be in every of my pictures. You yeah. know, and I think he was kind of essentially so. almost in every. I don't think it was in Mother, but I think he was. Yeah, he was in Mother, but. Um, but it, it, I think it was such a transformative um, performance, and so just so um, he, he nails every almost bodily movement. Um, it's bodily very movement. physical, performance. very physical yeah. performance, right? From the way he walks to the way he talks to the way he reacts, even like when that shot of him at the um, sauna. Yeah, looking at everyone's yeah, every- dicks, <laughs> and then the trying to one- judge how much pubic yeah. hair they have, and then that little kid comes through and he even looks at it and he's like, <laughs> and then just like, <laughs> at him just like slouching in that yeah, hot yeah. tub, so that bath, just watching them. Yeah, it's so funny. And to the way he smokes, to the way he interacts, to the way everything, the way he sings karaoke, the way he sings karaoke. I mean, yeah, it's it's a fully like immersed, a, embodied performance, like a serious Inspector Cousteau, like yes, Inspector exactly. Cousteau. Yeah, is very nuanced. Yeah. yeah. I would just and just to to add some variety though I would give a shout out to um I'm going to butcher this name Park Hae-il who plays Park Hyun-yu. He's basically the the prime suspect. Right. The one who they seem to think yes. is yeah. the killer yeah. at the end who is um what I love about his performance is that it's re- you, you even though it seems like he's the killer. Yeah. You, he doesn't really let give you enough to confirm your suspicions. You don't know. Yeah, you don't And know. what I loved about it is that he has such angelic features, such a, oh, oh, that's a pretty BTS. young man. That's yes, BTS exactly. Kind of guy, he, yeah, yeah. That, he's he's kind of got the face that most most of the world recognizes as. Well, when K-pop-y. we see when we K-pop-y. see like Korean people yeah. on the screen today, he, he that's what they look like. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. pretty. Yeah, very angelic features, but it belies something really sinister. And I really like the actor. I I only realized on this recent rewatch that he. Also played the lead in De- Decision to Leave, a Park Chan Wook cool. film, one of my yeah. favorites from last year. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, great performance from him too. All right. Well, I was gonna go. Oh with, yeah. yeah, yeah. Should we yeah. just go to favorite quote? Yeah, let's do it. So, we're doing. We've just been doing um, international or foreign films. This uh, for this recent stretch of episode, these last two themes. So it's hard to look at quotes because I've said this before. You know. We, I don't understand Korean. I didn't understand French, so I'm not able to meet it at that level. So I'm just going off of the subtitles. But um, there was one quote that I that stood out in particular. What kind of detective sleep well? Sleeps well. Mm, there's mine. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Do we all just read the same IMDb quotes? We page? sure did. Well, I actually for once like did it like as I was watching the film, and I really loved that. Oh, because well, like then you should really have that one. Well, it, well, so I was uh, like, as like I said in this episode, I'm a former police officer, and there are certain things where, like, yeah, okay, you have. I, I remember one of the things that when I first went into police academy, and they like we all sat down, and the person that was training us um, came over, and he was like, "What's the difference between you and the gangsters and people who are outside?" Um, committing crimes everyone was like oh we uphold the law we um 
you know, we protect people and everything. He's like, the only difference you guys have is that you have a, uh, a uniform. Badge. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's, it's, it's pretty apparent in this film where, you know, the police officers are, all right, I mean, it's well, pretty they're apparent. Cor- they're corrupt. And, they're yeah, corrupt. they're they corrupt. Tortured. Yeah, they and you can see yeah. it right we, now. We haven't mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see that right There's now across brutality. the world, yeah. police brutality and things like that. But what I found really interesting in this film was the nuance as to why um, they, they are shitty cops. It's not because they have, like, millions of dollars like they have in the U.S., not because of bad training, but it's literally because they have nothing else and there's other things that are going on and there's a shortage. And it just kind of like took me back to when I was in the police force. And yeah, this line, um, what was the line again? Uh, what kind of detective sleeps well? And it's like you're being battled by um, like all these negative things that are going on. I, it actually kind of reminds me of my favorite line from Fargo. Because um, in the beginning of the the film, um, what's Francis McDormand's character called? I can't remember. Oh, Marge. 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 Yeah, Marge. Marge. Yeah. Marge. So in, I love you, Marge. The, she literally like is passed the fuck out as a detective, falling asleep, and her husband wakes her up, and she's like, "Yeah, let me fix you some eggs." And it's kind of like the yin to this yang, where she is a detective and she slept pretty well. And while in this film, it's like detectives can't... I don't know what I'm saying, to be no, honest. No, I, I, hey, yeah, I, I, see, I see the point you're trying yeah. to make. She's uh, a like good a detect- dichotomy. She's a good um, detective. While these guys are yeah. buffoons, but also, like you said, morally corrupt. corrupt. Yeah. Literally coercing and but forcing they don't know confessions any by torturing yeah. their but they don't. They don't know any better because there's even yeah. the uh, police commissioner or whatever, yeah. the guy... The, but the whole the, institution itself, yeah. right? The whole institution itself. I mean, like, did, they, there was a scene where he comes out and he's like, did you hang them up by their feet? Yeah. And he yeah. comes out with the ropes. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we've tried that already. But also, you know, it's fucked. They, they yeah. literally torture a mentally challenged person, right? Like, it's... And they don't know any better, right? They don't know maybe Well, it's because I think that's also Bong Joon-ho's subtle, oh, or yeah. not so subtle indictment of the times as well oh, they're sure. a reflection of the government that was ruling at that time yeah. for sure for sure again social commentary that bong jun ho like presents in his films and this one is very um poignant yeah um i uh i i think i'm gonna go with uh one of the the lines from your favorite scene uh where the little girl just says uh, just ordinary because i don't know it's it's such a powerful statement on what bong jun ho was trying to say yeah. he wrote he co-wrote this piece um, obviously, it's it's it derives from a play. Well, especially um, what you just said about looking into the audience <laughs> and breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, 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 that's even yeah, it's even more impactful. And just you know, yeah, and just just having that as as the the last line of the film um, presented to the audience, very piercing. So, yeah. absolutely, no, great choice. Um, so armchair moment, final category. Let's go for our ratings. Um. So, Jabril, I know you mentioned at the top that you had a, a nitpick that you wanted to address. Yeah. I'll just say upright, I I don't have any armchair moments. No criticism. Personally. But um, what about you guys? Um, For me, I would say the first, like, the first act, a few of the police stuff was a very, like, predictable, I found. Like, the the way that, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just because... Um, I feel like I go into films and like I concentrate way more on the 30 first 30 minutes and then I kind of like sit back and let the film take me but I found it a little bit predictable with the first few like um actions that the characters took especially the police officers so 
Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't really take away from how beautiful this film is. And as you watch the film, you realize that, yeah, it is a bit of a trope or it's a bit predictable, but it's that's the purpose of the character. And it shows you what, like, it gives you an understanding of what the, like, how the character transforms throughout the film. So, yeah, it's not really a nitpick. It's not really an armchair moment for me. But it's more of um, like something that stood out to me when I first watched the the beginning. Yeah, no, that's that's completely yeah, fair. yeah very valid. Um, I don't know to give this armchair moment some significance, I guess, because for me it's the same it, masterpiece. Um, you know what I'm gonna give it. I I think uh, in order to tie up loose ends or in order to keep the move uh, keep the movie going forward, uh, I think having the the character that's uh, mentally challenged or mentally handicapped die um in front of a tr- moving train <laughs> i was like yeah. well oh, yeah. i guess that's just to say like you can't reveal who the killer is it's a bit it's a bit um it might be you could criticize that as being kind of too neat yeah or, or yeah. convenient too convenient to, yeah, have this, felt... to have this character who's who, who actually struggles knows the who, who knows the identity yeah. of the killer and then do you perhaps impart to their um disorder just sort of accidentally killed themselves right. off yeah. screen it felt like a, I felt like I've seen thrillers or procedurals where that's happened and I'm like oh, how convenient that yeah. they yeah. somehow died but again I think, I think it was more for the character of um, Song yeah. Detective Park Detective well, Park well it's for his guilt but I yeah. think it, re- it, it sort of um, that does uh, intensify his feelings oh, of guilt sure. yeah. I don't think any of that would have happened if they had not tortured and abused this mm-hmm. this innocent exactly. yeah and it intensifies all Poor their guilt right to bad. to go to uh the extreme where at the end they you know um the detective from seoul is like pointing a gun at at, at well, the that, suspect yeah, yeah. at the suspect being like yeah. he's corrupted he's, by the case himself yeah, yeah exactly so it does enforce the story but i also thought like oh how convenient but yeah. very loose i think maybe today mm, if this film were made today we might yeah. there might be more of a need or a drive to sort of give the voice of the differently abled person yeah. to give them more autonomy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perhaps. Right. Um, um, whereas like moving train, you, he would get out. He's not that, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but very a throwaway. Yeah. Apart from that, there's nothing. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. So shall we do ratings then? No, Lego. No, no. You're Ooh. forgetting something, man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. Mystery question. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> So this is a question here for the actor in the group. Oh, what's up? Uh, I just wanted to know, because of our conversation right now, if you had the choice, okay, between director of this film and, what's his name? Bong, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho versus Scorsese. Versus. Wow, we're doing a versus. Well, like, who would you rather work under? Oh, my God. Uh... Or actually, oh, let's just like to even have the privilege. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to even be I, offered, even if it, I even if it's been, just an extra. I've been championing you on my back since we were like <laughs> drinking beers at Holland Village yeah, on a Monday night. One hundred percent. That's right. We used to drink on Monday nights. <laughs> yeah, Holland yeah, no. Village Monday. Holland Village Monday. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Or like, okay, what's I've never. I don't think I've ever asked you this, but who would be your like dream director to work under? Who do you think would? bring the best out of you wow like a bonus out and a half question right there um shit. uh 
there there's so many out there there's so many directors that can pull you know that 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 can give me so much um mm. because of the material that they work with my goodness is this too difficult i mean, it could be because it's like it's like saying what's your favorite film okay, right? okay. you know what i mean then, then let me make it easier for you would you rather do a film under an amazing director like okay so the film that you're going to be working on amazing director would you rather it be in a language like for example french or english or would you mind it being like you know most of it is in cantonese and you're and you're doing the film in um hong kong or korean and you're mm-hmm. doing it in somewhere in korea like you know what, what would I, be a challenge for you but also enjoyable i would love to do a film um set in singapore okay uh, or set in southeast asia where i play somewhat of an international figure mm-hmm. um because i think that represents me yeah man 47 they shot that in singapore yeah they did they did right next to club street rap with a shaved head (laughs) he's good in a suit i've had i've had a shaved head before uh although not never that clean but i think i think yeah something to do with like the international community in southeast asia you know something to do with um something that i grew up with something i can touch upon something Mm -hmm. that i can like bring forth it to my, my artistry and my voice right um to the world so I wish, yeah, A24 would make a film about, let's say, the international community in Southeast Asia and be this introspective, you know, I told you about this script yeah, that, I mean, I, that I that I kind of like began to write during the pandemic and it's about that lifestyle that we yeah. led. Um, but something like that, that would introduce the world to uh, the international school system. The international I, I, I have thought about that myself as well. There that, we go. That story, that story, that story still story needs to be, be told. Still needs to be told. Still needs to be told. And I think someone's going to yeah. tell it, uh, whether it's, it's us or us. not. It's us. Well, let's hope. But yeah. I'm just An saying. An anthology like, of short films. I, that's, <laughs> that's, that would be great. So something like that, that I can pull out of my own perspective in life. Uh, and if, you know, fucking Bung Joon-ho wants to direct that, or if goddamn, like, I don't know, some Australian director or, or, um, the guy who did look at uh, not look at me. Yes, look at me. Um, uh, starring Thomas Pang. Uh, I can't remember his 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 name now. Um, Singaporean director, um, or even the Elo Elo director, Anthony Chen. Anthony Chen. Well, actually, it's not Thomas. It's Yip. Yeah. Sorry, Yao. 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 Um, so yeah, uh, you know, any 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 kind of voice from from that world as well to work with them. But anyways, have you? I do have a mystery question. Um, I don't know why you're implying that I didn't have a question. Oh, no, we I weren't. Do, this wasn't I a talk. I do have a mystery question. This was just a tangent, yeah, was, dude. We yeah, just, okay, good. We good. As, long as, as long as we're on the same page, We that's weren't all. waiting for you or anything. Um, so this is uh, a completely rogue question, um, even though I did come up with it days ago. Um, <laughs> You've been mulling over it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I put a lot of thought into it. Um, so it may seem a bit dark and weird, but if you were a serial killer... But you killer, are dark and weird. Imagine you, you were a serial killer. You know, might not be a stretch for you, Raph, but... Um, <laughs> um, and you know, in this film, he has a song that he requests before he goes out and hunts. Nice, good. Uh, I see where you're going with this. What song would you pick to, I guess, enact your terror under? Um, I wait, got one. Okay. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm going to Wait, do you want to go first actually? I mean, I have one now, but Go ahead. No, no, please go. Uh ahead. she's a rainbow by the Rolling Stones. Ooh, good song. Mm. Why why that one? Wait, wait. It, so, wait, wait before. So you're saying this is a song that 
like like in the film like you play it on the radio yeah he requests or, it on the radio and every time okay. you request that song it's you're playing you're going out there to kill okay. someone okay. so i don't know if you know this the i mean i don't know if you know the song maybe you do yeah, i do know that song um towards the end it starts to trickle into a bit of a madness kind of it has like this like bit where it kind of goes off track yeah. and off like beat and it kind of descends into a bit of a maddening madness, yeah, yeah ba- a bit of madness it's a, but it's very subtle very nuanced um but if you go towards the last 20 seconds of that of that music that song nice. it kind of fades into a bit of a dark territory great choice right. great, great choice. choice um piano riff at the beginning yeah dun, 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 you, you can know? turn that into a really creepy that a, 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 th- motif that's a, that's a fucking song for a trailer Absolutely. okay so i was just gonna <laughs> say i was just gonna say um What's that film, the Jordan Peele film, where it's like, I got five on oh, us. 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 Okay, so like uh, that. Great trailer. Similar cover. Great trailer. It should have been on the last episode, but yeah, that's a great trailer. Um, something similar, but I want Hey uh, from Outcast. Like in a Ooh. weird, like eerie, like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So would that be your song then? Yeah. Like oh, a cup nice. like a like That's an eerie dope. cover of Hey uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. All um, right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, but it's like all, all right. right, right I, man, I've got so right. many different I've got so many um I had so many like we thoughts right here. I was thinking of like yeah, more like songs from the fifties and sixties that seem like really sunny, positive songs, but when because they're played Anything at a certain the frequency. <laughs> uh, but um, I was thinking like Every Every Day by uh, Buddy uh, Holly, but now I'm thinking um, going on more of the pop side of things, a little bit like what Jabril was talking about. What about Toxic by Britney Spears? Just imagine like if you just like, um, if you just sort of isolated yeah. that those that string sample and dun, used it dun, while you were stalking dun, your brain. Sounds like we're actually trying to plot a murder. We're not, I swear. Yeah, we are law abiding citizens. Is listening. The FBI. Still, I think we're thinking listening. about it from a cinematic perspective more sure, than anything. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, sure. Anyway, good good answers. I didn't good know. Answers, yeah. Did not think good that you guys answer. would have answers for that on the fly. Good answers, everyone. Good answer. All right, all right. Okay, now we can actually get to ratings. Yeah, so what, what do you guys think? Um, I'm gonna go first. Oh fuck, I forgot the fucking totem. item. Yeah, oh, I got it. I All got right, we'll, we'll go ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it ten drop kicks out of ten. Damn you! I should have said it first. Oh, oh my god. Um, okay, oh, I do. Uh, I, I, had I, a, I had a runner-up totem. Oh, okay. was, well, that, was, that, was yeah, that gonna be yours? I was going flying kicks, but no. Uh, never mind. I got. I'm gonna say ten out of ten. Uh, Woo! little little uh foot socks. You know, to, to oh, beat people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little yeah, baggy like, puts... Wow. Yeah, the little boot stock thing. Dirk. Guys, we've got a 10 across the board, so I'm going to give it 10 juice extractors out of 10! Juice extractors? Yeah, it's what he's selling at the end. Ah, right. I was like, what are they making juice? Weird. Uh, testing. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Oh, it just... Am I dead? Murder, murder. Just changed devices. But anyways, um, why are we on it? <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's on. It's on. Okay. Great, uh, great. But yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who was listening. Uh, we just had a little kerfuffle over there. But I mean, classic movie newbie. This is what unusual. happens when we don't have a. This is what happens when we don't have a studio. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, we get all silly, loosey, silly, 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 silly,
um yeah i hope you like this episode i hope you enjoyed this movie uh, don't forget to like share subscribe comment give us a five star rating you know what to do follow us on youtube follow us on instagram follow us on whatever we are on i can't really think of them right now just don't drop kick us yeah just don't drop kick us uh don't do that um you don't do that uh <laughs> and we'll see you next week for uh, old boy yeah we're gonna yeah. see you for old boy i was live just gonna and say yeah live and direct <laughs> <laughs> and see you later. Ciao, ciao. Bye, bye. <laughs>